Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. podcast from the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Everybody, good to have your company wherever you are in the world. It is a very lovely morning at VIR. Temperature a very pleasant 23 Celsius, 81 Fahrenheit in the air. On the track, well, maybe a little bit chilly, uh, certainly from what it has been over the last couple of days. 75 Fahrenheit is 26 Celsius. It's IMSA Radio and our live and exclusive coverage of morning warm up for the big race uh, later on today. It's a busy Sunday. Let's kick things off in style with the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. And it's live. The WeatherTech Sports Car Championship on IMSA Radio. And let's head straight down to the pit lane and say good morning to our very own gearbox girl, Shay Adam. Hello, Shay. Good morning, John. It is quite nice out right now. It's not as hot as it was yesterday. It's not raining, and it is less humid than it was yesterday, but it's still super humid. Uh, we've got 17 cars ready to go out for this morning warm-up because FAF Motorsport are sleeping in, haven't even opened up their pit box yet this morning, and Windward just came out. They did what looked to be a fuel drop and then put the car back behind the wall. They never run morning warm-up unless something's super strange. So we should have all the other 17 cars out there running around. 20-minute session, and this is basically just to make sure that everything is good for race time later and for race time. Well, that's a big question mark right now because all the different radar apps give different stories. The big question, how much racing are we going to get in if thunderstorms do approach? Because we do have the lightning radius where we have to abide by. A lot of people are saying severe thunderstorms could wind up with no rain on the track, but red flags for lightning. So hopefully yeah. that does not come to fruition now that I've said it. Yeah, let's let's get that out of our minds uh, immediately, Cher. Anything that we need to follow up on this morning? Where are you going to be standing? Who are you going to be talking to uh, this morning when we get uh, cars, drivers and teams ready to go in a couple of minutes' time? Uh, Follow-ups from yesterday. Well, qualifying, we have the 14 Vassar Sullivan Lexus on pole for GTD Pro, the sister car qualifying second in GTD. It's championship leaders, Paul Miller Racing and their BMW on pole for the second consecutive race, looking for their fifth victory of the season. Uh, so they're worth following up with, but I've spotted Marco Sorensen, who is a newbie to VIR. Marco, welcome to this place. What do you think of it? Well, it's absolutely awesome, actually. I've uh, I've enjoyed all the tracks we've come to over here, and all the tracks have been new for me. Um, but every tr time you come to a new track, it's a new experience, and I have to say it's a little bit harder to learn the tracks over here because if you make a mistake, it's normally it's quite hard, you know, <laughs> if you make a mistake. So it's uh, it's a good experience. When your teammates say something to you like, "Oh, it's flat through the S's," when you're on the track walk, do you believe them the first time around, or do you maybe get a little lift? 
I have to say, you watch the onboards and all this, but for sure it was not flat on the first lap. <laughs> That's for sure. This place is such a magical uh, venue, and for Aston Martin particularly, it's been a very strong pace-wise, but you guys didn't have that in qualifying yesterday. Do you think it'll race better? Um, we're going to have to have to see. I, I don't think uh, we're going to expect, expect too much uh, from the race. We're going to be focused on doing a proper strategy and see if we can get in front and then hopefully not do breaking but keep them behind like this uh, because we don't have the pace with the, with the change we had um, in the BOP. But let's see. We, we still try to do our best. You've won the hottest race of the year so far. I think today might get that a little better. But hey, good luck today. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. <laughs> Uh, shit, Adam down there in the pit lane. Let's say good morning to Jeremy Shaw. Actually, Shay, we're going to set you a little task uh, to go down to the number 12 Lexus. Jeremy and I talking off air. Uh, Jeremy would like to know why Aaron Tielitz qualified the number 12 instead of uh, the usual qualifier, Frankie Montecalvo. So that's something we will follow up on. We've just gone green. And uh, good morning to Jerry Z in a sunny Florida. Looking forward to seeing what kind of antics we get up to today. If the racing product is 10% of what it was yesterday, we are in for a treat. It was a good day yesterday, and we've got plenty to excite and entertain you today. Starting off with this 20-minute warm-up session. Good morning, and it's very early morning where you are. Jeremy Shaw, have, have your eyes woken up yet? <laughs> uh, eyes have yes but whether whether mind has that's a different question altogether as <laughs> me not sure the voice has either cup of tea is, is still on its way down ah. uh, but <laughs> but yeah always excited to to see race cars on the track at uh, vir and uh, certainly interested to see that the conditions today are completely different to yesterday quite a bit of cloud cover at the moment and uh, as you and shay, and shay was reported from on site there uh, there is threats of rain later on yeah, there's a little cloud around now, which there wasn't yesterday. It was just sort of puffy, occasional clouds yesterday and uh, lots and lots of track temperatures. So uh, conditions quite different now. It's going to be interesting to see what will be learned by these teams as they go out for this brief warm morning warm-up because uh, I think conditions are quite, quite like to be very different again later on this afternoon. Yeah, and you, you might as well toss a coin uh, to know what the weather is going to be like. An extraordinary, on the official numbers, an extraordinary 87% humidity. Uh, if it was any more humid, uh, it would actually be raining. Uh, there'd have to be drops of moisture in the air. Um, not sure that I, I'm, I'm believing that uh, at the moment, but I'm looking at two different sources for that. Uh, important, I think, today, as you said, Jeremy, just for the teams and drivers to acquaint themselves with the circuit today. It is last on this afternoon, so what we're seeing now is not a representative track condition, uh, and the Michelin GT Challenge at VIR is last on uh, today. I don't expect to see stunning times here, Jeremy, just really, this is a a shakedown. Don't often see, don't always see a, a morning warm-up, even in IMSA, and it's a thing that's disappeared from an awful lot of motor racing. I remember the, the days when Formula One had it, but that seems a very, very long time ago now, to be honest. Yeah, true. Uh, it's it's a bit of a, a bit of a relic now, but um, look, but particularly for 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 sports car races, where you, endurance races, where you have two drivers uh, sharing a car, it, it's certainly a good idea. You know, the, the more track time they have, the better, because uh, even 
with uh, a regular IMSA weekend. I mean, they have two you know, pretty sizable practice sessions uh, and then qualifying. But, but that's it, you know, just a really two and a half sessions effectively. So it's not easy to, to, to get make sure each of the drivers gets enough track time. And particularly, uh, just hearing from Marcus Sorensen, you know, he's new to this place. So the more laps you're going to get around here, the better. And there's quite a few drivers here for the first time. So uh, it's, it's certainly good for them to get more comfortable with how the track is and in, in different conditions, slightly different weather conditions as well. It's going to be helpful. Just look at the, the weather the weather radar. There's uh, some fairly nasty uh, thunder showers. It looks like about, about sort of 70 or 80 miles north of here, moving off toward the east. Um, and uh, this morning looks okay from the, the latest weather I saw just a few minutes ago. But uh, yeah, around about shortly before the start of the race, certainly some potential for some precipitation. And uh, let's hope that turns out to be wrong. Uh, yes, and not forgetting, it's not necessarily the rain that will stop things here. The severity of uh, potential uh, of uh, lightning strikes within uh, within the area, uh, life-threatening uh, lightning in the US, uh, particularly when it's been warm and humid. Uh, it's uh, not the sheet lightning we get for the most part in Europe. Fork lightning hitting the ground and uh, can, as I say, be lethal and uh, there's no question of uh, anything going on out on the track once that gets in to a certain radius from the track but let's worry about that if we need to as my uh, esteemed and much missed father used to say let's throw ourselves off that bridge when we get to it um, I'm sure that wasn't really the seeing that he was looking for. Sheer Adam, we set you a task down there in the pit lane about Le Lexus number 12, the Pro-Am car qualifying, and the answer is what? Very similar to what we saw in the paddock yesterday, John. Several drivers feeling slightly under the weather. The same can be said for Frankie Montecalvo. So they elected for Aaron to qualify. He'll start the car. Frankie will get in and drive his time in the middle. And then Aaron should get back in for the end. But this is something we're seeing a lot of in the paddock. A lot of people perhaps getting a little more affected by the heat than others. This this year was people who um, were... Uh, Double, doing double duty yesterday or just generally, do you think? Uh, was that, Shea, was that people double duty or, or was that just generally even people who weren't doing another series across the weekend? Uh, no, it, it's people who are driving just one car. Uh, we had wow. a couple of drivers in the Michelin Pilot Challenge yesterday uh, at the head of the grid. I, I don't want to call them out and say who they are, but uh, people within the first two rows of qualifying who were feeling less than great in the qualifying session, let alone in the beginning of the race. So it's really sweeping through the paddock. Just the fact that it is so hot, it really is affecting people. And then there's also the added thing, as you mentioned, humidity. It changes way that you breathe so several people are now having issues with being able to breathe as cleanly as they can because yeah we're not at elevation it's not difficult in that sense but the air is dense it's heavy and for people who aren't accustomed to that it can impact you quite severely uh, the other thing share before you disappear and find us another interview um I i've seen a few things 
on the uh, on the Twitter at IMSA Radio, uh, asking about Andretti Autosport and the Aston Martin. Now, that car isn't here this weekend. It was originally on the entry list. We haven't seen that a little while. Is there any word as to a when that car will be coming back and b why we haven't seen it uh, this weekend? No, and this is the strange thing, because we were supposed to have that Aston Martin running at the short races because we know that they're doing the LMP3 car for the endurance races. So we should be seeing Andretti in the form of Jarrett and Gabby Chavez back for Motul Petit Le Mans, where they will be defending their race win in LMP3 last year, by the way. We should see them back in that car, but we were expecting them here. We expected them at Road America, and we expect, in theory, to see them at Indy. Okay, Shea, thank you. We'll keep uh, across that. That car was damaged, Jeremy, the last time. In yeah. fact, the last couple of times it's been out. Um, Gabby Chavez actually hasn't got into the car in the race trip. Um, but again, I've been asking around. I haven't had a definitive answer uh, on why that car, whether it was damaged beyond repair the last time or, or, or and therefore I'm not going to speculate. Uh, anything, any light you can shed on that? No, good question, and I, I must admit I, I haven't uh, followed up on it either. Should have done because it was on the entry list uh, up until, well, the, the day until yesterday. Correct. Where we till Friday. Yeah. So uh, I, I assumed it was going to be here, so I didn't uh, didn't follow following up on that island that one either. And just a quick, quick moment note here about the uh, drivers are feeling unwell. You know. One of the factors, this, this racetrack, there's a lot of undulations here mm. uh, and there's a lot of places where the cars are you know, going over crests and, and plunging down hills and things. And, you know, when, you, when the weather is like this, some people have motion sickness. Uh, and ah. I've, I've come across several, several uh, racer drivers in the past who, who are uncomfortable with some particular racetracks, particularly Cadwell Park in the UK. And there's, there are some similarities oh, to, to this racetrack to, to Cadwell Park. Where you go over these brows and and with this humidity and the heat, that can certainly exacerbate any problems. Yeah, normally, drivers don't have any problems. Sure, won't mind me mentioning it now, but Richard Trott, who's a, a front-running, excuse me, Formula Three driver back in the day, he couldn't go to Cadwell Park because he got sick every time oh, he wow. went there. Uh, everywhere else, he was fine. Even Alton Park, he was fine. Um, and uh, it, it is an issue f for some people. Um, it sounds strange, does it, to have a racing driver that would uh, suffer from motion sickness? And it doesn't happen very often, but uh, every now and again it does. And I, I'm not saying that's the cause for some of these guys, you know, because it, it, it was super, extremely hot and humid yesterday. That would have been the main factor. But uh, the nature of this track wouldn't help if you're not no. feeling at 100%. I hadn't even thought of that, Jeremy. That's a very, uh, very good idea. I, I, I know from even far less uh, extreme situations when it is very hot and i'm out on my motorcycle in my leathers and my helmet and i start to get sweaty i can't push the bike hard because i just don't feel comfortable in the decision making that i'm doing and that's really interesting i hadn't even thought about that leaning over one side the other going up and down and over the uh, over the brows very interesting hello to our ohio listener at least one of them tom marshallek is uh, having a, a mug of what looks like uh, coffee this morning in a Shelby mug. Very nice. What a good way to start the day. Looks like it's nice weather where you are, Tom. Have a good Sunday with us here at VIR. And uh, don't forget, plenty of sound and vision for you. And the main race as well, if you have to travel around uh, in the US 
this WeatherTech Sports Car Championship race, uh, XM, uh, Sirius XM as well uh, this afternoon. 207 is the channel, I believe. I'll uh, make sure that that is right, but I'm sure you can uh, check that out uh, if you are so equipped. Right, we are halfway through this session. Times, as we said, Jeremy, not important today, but Loris Spinelli's uh, quickest, uh, 146-145 for that Lamborghini Huracan. Gilles Cunon for the rebuilt WeatherTech car. People joining us just on race day Sunday here. That car was a blaze in the pit lane on Friday. And the team doing a cracking job to get that rebuilt, replaced some body panels, the windscreen got uh, singed as well. Uh, no one hurt, that was the main thing. Brian Sellers continuing the, or actually it's, uh, I think it was Madison Snow who was out first of all. Brian Sellers taking out now the Paul Miller Racing BMW. That number one car, Jeremy, has been fast all weekend and will start from GTD Pro uh, later on this afternoon. Pro Port, uh, GTD, I'm sorry, GTD uh, Paul this afternoon. Yeah, it's been fast all season, hasn't it? They've done a fabulous job, both of those two. And uh, Brian Sellers had a birthday recently, so um, he's feeling even more experienced now. Uh, and look, I mean, what a, what a year they've had. You know, with four victories, uh, two consecutive now pole positions uh, for Madison Snow, who has been you know, qualifying up front on a regular basis, just a couple of instances where, where he had some difficulties. But other than that, he's been right, right at, at the sharp end all the time. And... And uh, they've been, uh, it's just been a, a, an absolutely wonderful campaign so far. And for them, just uh, here and two more races to go, uh, they can get some consistent finishes. It should be another championship for that Paul Miller Racing team and very, very hard earned this year as well. And confirmed that the Michelin GT Challenge at VIR live for you without any interruptions on Sirius XM Channel 207 in the US. And I know that will uh, be being tuned into by our AMR safety team. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a very boring and uh, uh, boring day where you're sitting listening to the radio and doing not very much else, to be honest, because that means everybody is nice and safe and the racing is continuing. Shay Adam, what's going on down in the pit lane? Driver changes. It's that time of morning warm. Oh, Antonio Garcia just stalled the Corvette. That was the sound in the background. Taylor jumped out of it. The next pit box back is WeatherTech Racing, and I am standing on the other side of the pit wall and even further down the box away from where the uh, conflagration happened the other day. They just did a driver change as well. Jules Gunion jumped out and Danny Yunkadea strapping in. So that is their swap over. We just had uh, Turner do a driver change as well. Robbie Foley took over the 96 Turner Motorsport BMW. And Misha Goikberg is rumbling out of the background in the Forte powered by USRT Lamborghini. So Laura Spinelli's out. I'm going to walk back down there and see if I can grab him. Thank you, Shit. Shit, Adam down in the pit lane and as she said not everybody goes out we won't see Faf or Winwood. fairly standard operating procedure Fred Shandoff has done uh, a lot of work so far this weekend I like that little sticker on the dashboard for the onboard camera on the number seven hello McLaren fans it says you'll be able to watch that later on if you're outside the US then uh, 
imza.tv or the video player at, at uh, imzaradio.com. We'll tweet out the direct link as well. In the US, it's our NBC Sports colleagues. Uh, Lee Diffie on athletics duty. It's World Athletics in Budapest uh, at the moment. Uh, so, uh, Brian Till, Calvin Fish looking after the shop later on today on USA if you are in the USA that should be easy to remember shouldn't it check local listings for details I think is the correct thing to say there already down to four minutes uh, just under five minutes at least uh, to go and the good news is everybody's going nicely Trent Hinman out in the number 77 Wright Motorsports Porsche the vault car got to be thinking of that as a contender later on Jeremy in fact actually you can probably say that of of pretty much all the field um, in GTD have half a chance or better of getting on the podium and probably half the field have got half a chance of winning haven't they uh, yes it uh, feels like that yeah, it does feel like that I'm not I'm not yeah. you know I'm, I'm not trying to overhype this no, that's exactly right. And uh, I mean, we've seen some fantastic races this season. Uh, Marcus Sorensen alluded to it uh, when Shay spoke to him a few minutes ago. There have been a few BOP changes uh, for this weekend. Uh, the Aston Martin got uh, reduced boost. It's down about uh, nine kilowatts, which is you know, 12 horsepower or so, which is, a, which is quite a chunk. Um, and also, because it's got less power, slightly smaller fuel tank as well uh, to kind of, you know, to, to go along with that, with less power, use less fuel, so it needs uh, less fuel to, to fill up during a pit stop. Uh, Mercedes, on the other hand, have got a slightly larger restrictor than before, uh, as has the Porsche. A Porsche by a full two, two millimeters, actually. Uh, so they've both got to, Mercedes and Porsche a little bit more power than they had previously last time out at World America, uh, and also uh, to compensate that for a little bit as well, a little bit more weight on each of those cars. Mercedes added 15 kilograms, uh, which is what nearly 30 pounds and the Porsche plus 10 kilograms but uh, both of them have extra horsepower as well so let's go to I'm sorry weekend sorry excuse me uh, let's dip down to Shea who's got a bit of a surprise for us apparently and she at least she literally has only said that she hasn't told me what it is wouldn't be a surprise then <laughs> Well, you mentioned our Ohio listener out there, and one of our Ohio listeners who's not currently in Ohio, Johnny Wright, welcome back to the racetrack. How difficult is it to oversee a team when you're not actually on site? Uh, it's not too bad with this team. I mean, the guys are so good that, uh, you know, it's nice to watch it from, uh, actually watch it from a distance sometimes because, I mean, these guys do so so well, and uh, the management's deep, and... You know, I'm uh, I'm just going to give them moral support when needed. Your organization has had so much success in this track in so many different iterations of racing. What's it like to be here in GTD competing and knowing you got a chance at a win? Yeah, it's um, it, it's good. You know, this year has been difficult. Of course, um, new car. You know, we're 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 all you know frustrated with um, where we're at right now, performance-wise. But you know, the car does have a lot of potential. Uh, just trying to figure out, you know, what, what, what the strong points are, what the weak points are. And, um, yeah, you know, hoping some BOP comes our way at some point. You did get a little bit of help this week. Have you noticed a change in competitiveness? You know, it's, um, 
it's very minuscule. Um, you know, it, it was almost on paper, you know, it was really a, a trade-off. I mean, we got a little bit more power, but then we added, they added some weight as well. So, you know, we, it, it was really a net zero um, in our book. Uh, coming into this, you know, VIR, we, we thought we were going, going to be pretty, pretty competitive based on how we raced earlier in the year in the other, in the other series. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, just it, it's, it's been a difficult year being in the back uh, the whole time. But, you know, the team's strong. They, uh, they all understand it's a development process, and um, everyone's got a good attitude here. And, you know, we, we just want to race well today. It's good to see you back at the track, my friend. Maybe you're the lucky charm that'll make the difference today. Yeah, I hope so, and uh, it's good to be back. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't like missing races, but sometimes you got to be at the shop. We divide and conquer, and we do have a lot of programs going on. So uh, a lot of times we, uh, we decide who's going to go to go to what race, you know. And um, yeah. So anyway, thanks, thanks for all the support. Joey Wright back with us. Very busy team that, uh, and good to have him and his uh, all his uh, experience, which is legion, by the way, uh, back of the track. The VP Racing Fuel checkered flag is in the air. Inception McLaren have the best team, uh, have the best team. Sorry, have the best time. How can you have a typing error when you're speaking? Uh, somehow managed to do that this morning. Uh, Bill Opel and, and Turner Motorsports second, just uh, half a tenth away. 146-0, 146-0, 146-1 for Loris Spinelli, that early time in the Lamborghini. Best of the GTD pros, the rebuilt, uh, refettled WeatherTech Racing, Daniel Gadea uh, car. Oh, and as I say that, coming to the checkered flag, Antonio uh, Garcia just pips them. Uh, and this boards well, Jeremy, because I'm looking at the times here, and I reckon that that is 15 cars within a second, and that is much more representative of race pace than probably we've seen at any time uh, to this point in the weekend. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think uh, there's not a lot to choose between any of the cars, and uh, that's what we saw in the first practice session. Yes, when it was that Friday afternoon, I guess, wasn't it? Uh, and uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a really tight race. And we, we, we see McLaren at the front now, then BMW, then Lamborghini, uh, then BMW, then Chevrolet, uh, and uh, yeah, most of the manufacturers up there. But certainly, Aston's certainly that uh, lack of horsepower. Yeah, it's quite a, quite a big chunk. They're losing about nine kilowatts, which is you know, 12 horsepower. Or so that's quite a bit. So they've been pegged back a bit, having shown that uh, uh, very very strong pace in winning each of the last two races for the harder racing team so uh, they're not quite they certainly pegged them back because that was a track record holding car from here at VIR so not being able to uh, muster that sort of pace here with the changes this weekend good number of teams turning laps uh, just three cars that we or uh, two cars that we didn't see uh, in at all, and we expected that. Faf Motorsports seldom come out for morning warm-up. Russell Ward's Windward Racing Team came and practiced their fuel dump. Uh, Frankie Monkney Calvo did eight laps, so 9 and 57 not out on the track. Talk of Cadwell Park, by the way. It is British Superbikes, I think, at Cadwell uh, this weekend. Uh, and uh, 
Uh, I've seen some footage now of Top Rock Rice Oglu um, all all both wheels off the ground over the top of the mountain. I've ridden a motorcycle there on a track day, a race bike, and it's absolutely scary. It's like trying to fly, fly a helicopter around your bathroom. Um, fantastic place to go racing. Amazing to me that they used to race Formula cars around there uh, in my lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. I covered Formula 3 there for uh, quite a few years. Actually, quite a few, several drivers uh, didn't didn't go there because uh, mm. it was a bit it was uh, fairly sketchy. I had somebody the other day uh, asking why the corners were so named, uh, some of them, and um, I found some old oldish pictures. Well, I don't think they're old, but the people I was talking to, uh, and they said, oh, that's why it's called Barn, because oh, yeah. there was a barn right on yeah. the outside yeah. of and they used to open, they used to open, yeah, they used to open the, the barn doors, so that if you did go off there, you'd at least go, you got a bit of runoff areas, you went into the barn, and they had uh, uh, straw bales in there, absolutely. Yeah, that, uh, that footage, <laughs> that footage I've, I've, I was talking about, actually, that was last year, wasn't it, for, for Top Rack, at... Uh, at Cadwell, went up there a couple of years ago to do some commentary. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Jeremy, thank you very much indeed. Uh, we'll let you go and get a cup of tea and uh, perform uh, your morning routine. Shea Adam was down in the pit lane. Uh, thanks as ever to our technical team, both in London and Charlotte. We're uh, going to get ourselves ready for what is a, a pretty busy day here at VIR. Don't go too far away. Plenty of action to come this Sunday. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.